All right, and thanks for joining us, everybody. We are now live here with David Yaskevich, and he is with the Southeast Missouri State University uh, Department of Accounting, Economics, and Finance. David, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you here. And as always, Money Talks is our program about all of the economic headlines, all of the uh, latest news regarding your wallet, regarding um, uh, the, the stock market, regarding the, the markets in general, regarding all of the different uh, money uh, situations that may come, come up. But uh, Money Talks is, uh, is that program, and we are here uh, weekly now to discuss some of the latest news uh, coming out about the consumer price index as well as the producer uh, price index. Can you tell us more about what the what these represent as we've discussed it before of course but can you tell us more about what these represent um, and what they tell us about inflation and whether it's peaked? So the last two weeks we had two inflation reports one last Thursday and one this past Wednesday, and both are indicating a similar story. The consumer price index looks at prices that consumers tend to pay, whereas the producer price index would look at more wholesale prices and input costs that go into the production of products that businesses would pay. And you really want to look at them together because you would think that if the prices the businesses are going up one month, it would likely have impacts if those costs are spread or, or distributed to consumers in later months. So if we look at the two reports that came out in the last week and a half, and if we were to look at them and compare them, we'd see a similar story in terms of the magnitude of what inflation looks like and uh, where it appears to be heading. Now, this is backward-looking data, so this would look, it was released in the month of January, but it would look at the month of December of 2022. And they told similar stories where if you look at the calendar year of 2022, you would see an inflation rate based on both measures somewhere around 6.5%. Now, if you compare that to earlier reports, from months, earlier months in 2022, that 12-month number for inflation is down by a pretty good amount. For example, we would have been around 9.1% on the consumer price index back in June of this year, and we've seen that number decline for six consecutive months, which is certainly welcome. Now, you'd expect a decline at some point. If viewers recall around this time last year, there was a rather steep increase in inflation at the end of 2021. So your base from a year ago was somewhat high. So at some point you would expect a 12 month number to start to go down a bit, but you'd have to look at the reports in a little bit more detail to really become a little bit more uh, comfortable with, with, with what's being reported. And there, there are some things to be comfortable with. If, if you look at the month to month number from November, uh, of 2022 to December of 2022, you would actually see a slight decline in the consumer price index. But I would give a little bit of caution there. If we look at November to December, which you know, I got to admit, that feels like an eternity ago. It's really not. It really wasn't that long ago. Um, but we would have seen some significant decline in gasoline prices and fuel oil prices from November to December. Now, some of that might have, might have reversed, but there are some other categories as well where we would have seen some uh, decline in the pace of inflation. We saw decreases in gasoline prices, but there were other categories where the rate of increase was not as large, it was smaller. 
Another category where there was considerable declines in prices, so an actual negative number where prices went down, would have been used vehicles. And that was one area or one product category where when we were in some of the, the highest months in terms of the pace of inflation, uh, gasoline, used vehicles, new vehicles also would have been kind of like the ground zero or the, the forefront of some of the this battle with inflation. But uh, used vehicles have gone down quite a bit. Perhaps their higher interest rates is having some impact on slowing down that particular market. But if, if we look at the numbers, it looks like there's clear evidence that the rate of inflation in the United States is going down. Uh, just another number to kind of give some understanding on to what extent it's going down. If we were to look at the last three months of 2022, so October, November, and December, and if we were to look at the pace of inflation in those three months, and we were to ask, suppose that same pace of inflation were maintained over the next nine months. So if we had a, a whole 12-month period at that pace of inflation, we would see an annual rate of about 3%. All right. Now, 3% might be interesting if you are paying attention to what the Federal Reserve is saying or reports on the Federal Reserve are indicating they have an annual goal of inflation around 2%. So 3% is a lot closer than that 9.1 uh, rate we saw back in June of this year. So that, that should be somewhat comforting. It might be um, stubbornly too slow to go down from, from many of our perspectives. And I, I might be someone who shares that perspective, but it looks like the the pace of inflation is heading in a good direction where it is starting to slow down. I want to, I want to be very clear, the, the slower or lower rate of inflation is not a decline in prices overall. That would just mean that prices rise by a slower amount. So that's what we're tending to see in the data that are closing out calendar year 2022. So on the side of inflation or on the topic of inflation, I think there's some reasons to be optimistic. Now, there are other aspects of the economy besides inflation. It's good that it looks like that the rate of price increases is going down. But at the same time, there are other components of the economy that some might be concerned with, such as production, income, and employment. And those are some other numbers you'd want to keep an eye on going into the year 2023. Because whenever we report inflation, you're probably going to hear something about the Federal Reserve and monetary policy and what they're doing with the money supply and interest rates. So uh, at the end of this month, all right, at uh, January 31st through February 1st, that's the next Federal Open Market Committee meeting, it's anticipating anticipated that because of slower inflation heading into that meeting and some other indicators that look like there's some weakening in some other aspects of the economy, we'll talk about retail sales a little bit later, uh, when we look at that data, there might be some reason to slow the pace of interest rate increases. And it's anticipated that the Federal Reserve will increase its federal funds rate, or it'll increase its target for the federal funds rate, I should say, by a quarter of a percentage point at this next meeting at the end of the month. And the quarter of a percentage point number might be significant because at the prior meeting, it was a half a point. At earlier meetings in uh, 2022, it would have been three quarters which is a fairly fairly steep increase in, in that federal funds rate target. So it looks like as we head into 2023 and we see uh, later months occur, we wanna see, okay, what happens with inflation, but also what happens to other aspects of the economy, production, employment, and income, as we see interest rates still high to 
address, although inflation is slowing down, still a fairly high level compared to uh, historical averages for the U.S. All right. Looking ahead then to um, the subject of retail sales data and some of the updates that we're seeing in that. What, what, what data has been made available at this point? Um, and what sort of impact has our holiday season, now that we are out of it, uh, had on, on, on the overall picture of, of retail sales? So again, we got a report this week for the month of December. So that's the latest numbers we, we got from the Census Bureau. And they were reporting data on retail sales. And also, it would also include food sales. So uh, retail sales and also food services. Uh, it's a number they put out monthly. But what's particularly interesting about this report is there was a 1.1% decline in retail sales in the month of December compared to the month of November of 2022. So month to month, uh, if you were to look at retail sales, there's a 1.1% decline, but I would also emphasize or stress that that number is seasonally adjusted. If you don't adjust it for the seasonal fluctuations, usually December has high retail sales. If you don't adjust it, it's likely that retail sales did increase. It's just it would have increased that much compared to earlier years for the month of December which would indicate that compared to earlier years, December might have been fairly weak. Uh, so if we look at December compared to November of last year, we would have seen a 1.1% decline. We also saw a 1% decline in the month of November. So taken together, it's indicating that retail sales were fairly weak uh, or were slowing down a bit in the last quarter of the year, particularly the last two months of last year. So again, inflation numbers are looking better. All right, I'll emphasize the word better. Uh, I, won't, I don't know if I want to say good yet, but better. Uh, but it looks like there's other components or other areas as we look at each of these data points where there might be some concern on a continued slowing. So uh, in the last week, some of the major banks in the United States shared some of their earnings reports from the last quarter. They gave some uh, guidance or some discussion on the outlook for the economy. And most were suggesting it looks like some slowdown, maybe a, a weak recession is on the horizon for 2023. Retail sales might be one indicator where there might be some slowdown actually occurring and that we saw at the closeout of 2022. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. And I would emphasize that this retail sales report is a partial look at consumers. So retail sales and food services is what the report covers. It wouldn't cover you know, other, other types of services that are out there. It also wouldn't include the price of, say, housing or utilities or travel. So there's other things. There's other components that consumers spend a lot of their, their incomes on that aren't part of that report. So you want to look at other reports as well to get a full picture of how the consumer is doing. But based on retail sales and the purchase of food services like restaurant sales, uh, those appear to be softening a bit if we look at the end of 2022. Now, you mentioned holiday sales. We talked about holiday sales about a month ago, and there was some preliminary data from the company MasterCard that was indicating that you would have seen roughly from holiday season to holiday season. And MasterCard defined the holiday season as November 1st through December 24th, so Christmas Eve. And they would have reported uh, a 7.7 .7 
percent increase year to year in holiday sales that would not have been inflation adjusted. And that's that's noteworthy because a few moments ago we talked about inflation being roughly six and a half percent for the year. So it's saying that holiday sales basically kept up with inflation. Maybe they were a little higher. This retail report, retail sales report that came out from the Commerce Department this week would have seen, okay, I mentioned the month to month numbers from November to December. But if you look year over year, you would have seen an increase of about 6%. Now, these two reports, the Master, MasterCard report we talked about in an earlier episode, and this retail sales report from the Commerce Department, they have different product mixes included. They work with the data a little bit differently. They have different methodologies. So they shouldn't be identical, but they are somewhat close where we're seeing the pace of retail sales grow by roughly the rate of inflation maybe a little bit higher. The National Retail Federation also conducted surveys on retail sales for the holiday season and for 2022 as a whole. They would have told, I'll spare you more numbers, but they would have told you something similar, where you would have seen some overall increase for the year 2022 in retail sales. But again, would have been near the rate of inflation, maybe a little bit higher. And you would have seen some increase, uh, not adjusting for inflation, in the uh, holiday season, they have a little bit of a slightly different definition from those other two sources I mentioned. Uh, but again, uh, increase in holiday season sales kind of in line with inflation. So, uh, you know, you're seeing some of that resilience of the consumer that we hear about, but it might not be the strongest year in terms of retail sales. So um, some, some mixed information there. But if we focus on the most recent months, it looks like there's some softening going on compared to the earlier months of 2022. All right. Yeah, definitely good information to keep track of, especially given the context of the, the times there and the, the seasons and uh, looking ahead to 2023. Um, looking then at the Bureau of Labor Statistics and their annual report on labor union membership, what do we see there? What, how did it change and uh, what, what range uh, of, of alteration went there? Right. So the annual report on labor union membership is provided by the Bureau of Labor Statistics within the Department of Labor. And what's interesting about this is they have been doing this annual report uh, since 1983. So roughly 40 years, almost 40 years. And when they did the study in 1983, where they reported the uh, of wage and salary workers throughout the United States, what fraction or what percentage of them are members of labor unions, there would have been roughly 20%. So roughly one in every five wage and salary workers would have been members of unions. If we look at the report that came out this week, so uh, the, it came out in 2023, but it was it's actually, again, it's looking at past activity. So it looks at the calendar year of 2022. So as of last year, their number was 10.1%. So roughly half of what we saw about 40 years ago. So 10.1% of wage and salary workers in the U.S. were members of labor unions in the year 2022. That would have been a slight decline in the percentage of the workforce who were members of labor unions last year. It was 10.3 last year, it went down to 10.1%. So very small decline in, in, in that sense. But that percentage would be at an all-time low since that number has been reported uh, since 1983. So that's that's a noteworthy thing there, is that the rate of union membership for the United States would be at an all-time low. 
Uh, although if you look a little deeper into the numbers, the number of workers who are members of unions would have increased. It's just that, that more people uh, obtained employment that were non-union jobs than were union jobs within the last year. So the percentage uh, of union workers went down, although there were more union workers uh, added in the year 2022. So some small changes. Uh, I think the long-term trend is still downward in terms of the percentage, particularly in the private sector. Uh, that's something else that is interesting if you look at these reports. I mean, percentages are percentages, but if you look at union membership, there's a lot of patterns where you see significant and large differences across different categories of workers. So, for example, if you look at the public sector, so if you work for the federal state or local government, particularly local government more than the state and federal, you would see a much higher percentage of workers in those sectors employed and members of labor unions and those employed in the private sector. So roughly a third of public employees are members of labor unions, whereas about five or six percent in the private sector are members of labor unions. There's other patterns as well. For example, full-time workers are more likely to be members of labor unions. Men are more likely to be members of labor unions than women. If you look at different states uh, across the country, there's huge differences in the rate of union membership. So roughly 20% of people who are working in uh, New York State would be members of labor unions. That's roughly one in five. Uh, if you look at Hawaii, you'll get a similar number. Uh, in fact, there are seven states in the, the country that would make up a little over 50% of all union members in the country, if you look at all 50 states. So big differences across different states. It's largely due to the different industry uh, composition or industry structure across the different states. So states that have more manufacturing jobs or construction jobs would likely have higher rates of union membership. States that have more public sector jobs, maybe some large lo uh, employment locations for their federal or state governments, that would be a reason why you might see higher rates in some states than others. If you look at states where union membership is fairly low, basically look around the southern part of the Atlantic coast uh, and into the Gulf Coast. So from the Carolinas on down to Florida, uh, hook around Florida, go over to Texas. Uh, that Those states that border the coasts in those locations have some of the lowest rates of union membership in the, the country. You could also include in a different part of the country, say some of the uh, plains and mountain west states such as South Dakota, Idaho and Utah, those states also are fairly low compared to others. Missouri somewhere in between. We're neither a high union state in terms of membership or a low union state in terms of membership. So give this a report a look. I'm sure you'd see some associated press stories on it. Uh, definitely worth a look. Again, the, the differences across different categories of workers, I think is interesting to look at in terms of who's a member of a labor union and who's not. And I also think it's an interesting report with context, because throughout the year we hear a lot of stories, interesting stories about efforts to unionize some locations of some of the larger private sector companies in the U.S. Two that come to mind would be Amazon and Starbucks. We hear a lot of efforts um, for votes for some locations or some facilities to be unionized. So you hear this ongoing effort and we see what's happening from year to year in the numbers. So I think it gives a good context to the stories we hear. And I think the stories we hear gives good context to the data reports. I think they go hand in hand.
All right, great stuff. And then, as always, closing out the show, what should people keep an eye on? What, what's of interest to economists in the days and weeks ahead? There's a lot of numbers and reports coming out next week, but they, it seems like they're all consolidated on Thursday. One exception to that could be on Tuesday of next week, we'll get labor market data, so unemployment rates, labor force participation rates, uh, number employed for states in the U.S. So if we want to see what's happening in Missouri over the last month and other states as well, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, we want to see what's happening there. There's a good report coming out on Tuesday for state labor market data. On Thursday, if you are at your computer or you are able to keep up the news on Thursday, there's a lot of information coming out. And this would be a day where a lot of information is coming out and it would come before that next Federal Reserve meeting at the end of the month. So some important data points. So the, the GDP number for the last quarter of 2022 will come out. It's expected to be strong, but the next one's probably not going to be as strong after that. So that'll be interesting to see what we closed out 2022 with, with respect to GDP. Also, the Federal Reserve's favorite indicator of inflation, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, particularly the core number from that, that gets reported on Thursday as well, as well as new home sales and a lot of other data. So if you're at your computer next Thursday, there's probably a lot you could read if this type of stuff is your interest. Also, some people are saying, you know, we kind of have some understanding of, of forecast and where economic data might lie. Uh, some are really pointing to some of the quarterly earnings reports of companies that are coming out to give some indication on where the economy is headed. If some of these flagship or some of these bellwether companies are really seeing some change in uh, consumer demand or consumer willingness to pay for certain prices, these earnings reports might give some indication of that. Next week, Microsoft is going to report its earnings reports, as well as uh, some other unique and interesting companies. Two airlines will give some indication of how they're doing. Southwest and American Airlines. The Southwest story might be interesting considering what's happened to them over the holiday season. But also more interesting is if you think of travel, that's somewhat of a discretionary expense among consumers. So if you're seeing strength or weakening in travel, that would be something I think that would be noteworthy going into 2023. Also, Visa and MasterCard will report their quarterly earnings reports. They usually have a front row seat on how consumers are spending. So in addition to how well their companies are doing, it'll be interesting to hear their guidance or their outlook on the economy heading into the new year. All right, great stuff. David Yaskevich, thank you so much as always for being here. Really appreciate the time. Thank you, the pleasure was mine. I had a lot of fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Always good to hear more, always good to learn more on Money Talks and here on the KFES Digital Channel. If you're watching us on Roku, Amazon, uh, Fire TV, Apple TV, all those locations, then don't, don't switch. We are going to be right back here in just a couple minutes of Local News Live um, to Heartland News at 6. If you're on our Facebook page, head on over to kfes12.com slash livestream and check out the newscast there. Thanks again, everybody. We will see you later.